there's a reason more pros choose redneck blinds over any other blind on the market. Combining amazing quietness, scent control, and usability features, you have the ultimate hunting blind. Give them a call or check them out online at redneckblinds.com. Dakota Silence, we're embracing better. Our focuses, revolutionary concealment, extreme silence, enhanced thermal efficiency, purpose-driven functionality. Unheard, unnoticed, uncompromised. You're listening to the Outdoor Podcast, proudly presented by Six Hour and created by Bowhunter Planet. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Outdoor Podcast. It is myself, Tim Mazarana, and in studio tonight alongside of me is the man, the myth, the legend, David Thomas. We are joined by one of our favorites, Ricky from Vapor Trail. Ricky, how's it going, man? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Great, man. It's good to see you again. It's been uh, not too long, but a little while since we've had yeah, you on. Great. So it's good to good to see your face again. Couple months. Yeah, good to see you yeah. guys. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. No doubt. No doubt, man. So we're we're uh we're getting well as we're recording this anyway, we're getting into uh busy season, aren't we? Oh, we're 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 in it. We've been in it. <laughs> I bet. So it's yeah, it's nuts, man. We're uh we're um pedal of the metal right now. So it's pretty nuts. Good deal, man. So so talk us talk to us a little bit about uh what's kind of been the 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 go-to, what you're kind of seeing and in, in, in by way of what products you guys are offering, what's flying off the shelves and stuff. Is it all your is it all your new stuff or what's going on? Well, mostly this time of year we stay pretty busy with with strings and cables. Uh, okay. because they're you know so often need to be replaced and it's it it just gets bananas because so many people kind of wait to the last minute and it's just the nature of how things go i mean even even with us being in this business you know and understanding uh how all those things go even even we still you know i'm i'm reaching out to people uh from companies that i know you know and i'm like oh man i feel really bad i need i need this i need it yesterday you know that kind of stuff and so it's just kind of the way that it goes and we just accept it. But yeah, we're just, we're, we're getting slammed with bowstring orders. Uh, and we have a three day ship guarantee. So we, you know, we're working a lot of overtime hours to make sure that we um, stick with that over Labor Day weekend. We just, we got a tsunami of orders that came in. So uh, we've fallen a little bit behind, but we're kind of getting caught back up. And then hopefully over the weekend, we'll get caught back up to our three day guarantee. Um we got a new version of our uh, Gen Integrate 8X Aero Rest out now as well. We just have we just modified a few things on it because we were having some troubles with uh, Matthew's accessories on it, so that's been doing really well. And then in the midst of everything, now it hasn't come up yet or hasn't um, uh, we haven't launched it yet, but we do got some really cool stuff. And I talked to Dave about this about a month ago, but we got some really cool stuff from Stokerized coming out, and hopefully we'll Love be. It. Um, leaking some things out here in the next week. And then the plan is to launch at the end of September. So good deal. Awesome. You listen, you listen to all Dave's great ideas for color options for all that. I bet. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I love my colors guys. Love my colors. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I, uh, I was uh, thinking about, uh, you know, when we, when we, it's just so important nowadays, the color scheme, it just really is. I, I, a lot of people, I do feel like the solids have picked up for sure, but then there's people like me who's like, you know, I kind of like, I'm kind of bored of all that. So I want something more colorful, I guess. 
So yeah. like my thought was like, man, you know, like a red stabilizer, red peep, red kisser, red cams or something, right? Just yeah. trying to get that, you know, lucky charms concept, I guess. Like whatever works for somebody. I just still feel that customization is key to the industry. I mean, it's not probably your biggest seller compared to like just straight black. I get it. But like, I don't know, man. I still think the market's pretty big for that stuff. No, you're not wrong, Dave. I, I know I, I kind of joke about it a little bit, but uh, it is. I mean, I... I hear and see that all the time. People just want to be able to make the bow their own, right? And what better way to do that than than getting some custom strings made uh, or custom color schemes across the board with their accessories and everything. So right on. Yeah, it's definitely, um, just like you said, you know, black is probably the most common, but we do get quite a bit of uh, different color scheme orders and things of that nature. It just depends. Some people are 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 very particular about all of the colors matching, and so if, you know, like we have like a tactical tan color, if it doesn't match like the um, riser of the bow that they have like spot on, uh, then they, they'll want it. They'll oftentimes go to another manufacturer that is making one that spot on just to make sure that it matches perfectly. Uh, but aside from that, you know, we still have, we get a ton of colors. We do a lot of the colored acrylic stabilizers. And now we're going to actually add um, several other color options not in addition to what we have, but like without saying too much, it's just going to be a bunch of different combinations. And it's, it's when, when are you guys launching this stuff. Uh, like I said, I think the plan is to launch at the end of September. I, I don't want to set that in stone just because we we're not really too sure how things are going to go for us on a day to day basis. Cause we all wear a lot of hats here. And so if we have a day where we're particularly busy with something, it's hard to determine exactly when we can uh, launch this thing, but we've given ourselves a decent cushion and we've been slowly building them up over time. And we've been doing some R and D and just making sure that everything flows well. And then of course we've got to get, we've got to get product photography. We've got to get all the products put into our inventory uh, before we can do the launch. So hope we're thinking two weeks this is going to be where we're going to, where, where we'll be at to do our first. Well, I'm only bringing it up because this, this actual show won't launch till October. So you, you probably are more welcome to <laughs> tell us about some of the new stuff. <laughs> That's up to you, but because we're on a, like a four week delay. So I would suggest yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I, you know, the only thing is I don't have any samples that I can show you, but I can, but I can, I suppose I can talk about it as long as it's not going to air until, in, in, until October. Yep. But uh, essentially what we're doing is we're taking We've got the colored hardware for the stabilizer, and you've got four different options. You've got black, uh, there's a green, there's gray, and there's tan. And so what we're going to do is we're actually going to be coating the acrylic in those in that same color uh, in a Duracoat, and then we're going to be laser etching a pattern into that, basically burning that Duracoat away to reveal the acrylic underneath. And so the combinations nice. are going to be uh, limitless. We're we're first we're going to launch four acrylic colors with the four um, different finishes over the top. We're going to start there, so we'll have sixteen uh, new stabilizers, and then uh, and so you can kind of pick and choose your acrylic color and then your coating color to match the riser of your bow or whatever accessories you have, and then we're going to incrementally every two weeks have a new drop. Of a of a new um, customized version of the stabilizers that we currently. Ooh, have. that's fun. Now that reminds me of like, oh, what is that? Um, like, oh, I know, gaming controllers. So gaming controllers, they people build their color scheme, and then they actually you guys create it. Like you would create it, and then you guys would like get a like 
photography picture of this thing. And then like, they like promote those designs. Yeah. So like, like Dave from Michigan did this design. It has like this cool, you know, it looks good though. They got to make it look good, but like, you know, you have the stabilizer the way that they designed it. Right. That's, that's pretty cool. Cause then people can rebuy that design is my point. So they're like, Oh, you know, I want that custom one. That's sweet. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And what's really cool about it is that when you, so if it's backlit a little bit, you can, the color really pops through. Uh, and I've got a photo that I can send you that you can, or a video that you can throw into this uh, when you launch. Um, but it just looks look super cool. And we, we've got some other, so to allude to what you had talked about in the other episode about like putting a light in the site or in the stabilizer, let's make uh, it glow we've goofed or we've talked about, it. I don't know that we're actually going to do it just because I don't know, um, you know, if it would, if it would be a good seller, if it'd even be something that people would want to do. And there's a, there would be a lot of engineering involved. Yeah. Cause sure that, that would happen. Be able to charge it probably. Yeah. So that would be difficult. We goofed around with it a little bit, but still even just, even Can just I have in- the prototype. <laughs> that sounds fun. I right? imagine like, I don't know what's in your stabilizer, like inside of that acrylic in there. I don't know. I don't know if there's a core or not, but like, let's just imagine the center was bored out and you didn't have a center. And then you take like, I think they have stick lights that would actually go all the way in that, insert it all the way into it as far as you can get it. But then yeah. I have no idea how you would back power on the backside, but I was just thinking that. Cause I was like, man, that'd be, and I don't know if that would be, it wouldn't obviously be good for hunting, but it might be something people want for, you know, shooting at their target range. <laughs> and, and it'd be cool if you could somehow I almost wonder if the wiring could be hidden inside the grip area, you know, of a bow. Cause there's like a lot of room in there. Usually there's like yeah. you know, a couple of areas that you could, but every bow's different, of course. So it'd be probably impossible. You'd have to make it custom to one thing. It might be fun just for show. Yeah. We, <laughs> like I said, we've done some exploration with it, but we haven't put a whole lot of time into it just because I don't know how we most certainly don't want to jeopardize the integrity of the stabilizer itself. And so that's, that's most important to us. So you know? Yes. But since we're playing around, one idea may be to do that, but do it literally for like ATA showpieces, just a showpiece type thing. Because right. mm-hmm. it looked kind of cool, almost like a saber light, right? Like, you know, you could have like a long one lit up. I mean, it just looked cool. And you're like, yeah, those are just displays because, of course, in those you're going to cut through the middle to do that, right? Like you said. But right. maybe instead of it's like a big production thing to make a lot of money, it's now becomes a, just a fun, you know, <laughs> showpiece for you guys to draw people over. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and I'm guessing so by the time, cause we talked about this previously, but by the time I'm hoping that by the time this airs, you'll already have a few of them in your hands. Oh, and perfect. Then, then once we launch, obviously, then you can, you can, yeah, we're going to add that in there. That'd be excellent. But we'll definitely be I'm excited to see it. That's not far off. That's not far off though. You know, yeah. two weeks flies. I mean, you, I'm going to blink and we're going to be at two weeks. So. We're going to be in a month. What are you talking about? Yeah, we're going to be got a little bit of work to do, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've got a, we've got a pretty tight deadline. So we're going to be scrambling here to try to get it figured out. But uh, we're, well, we're it's the uh, right season to get something launched, though, right? Uh, yeah. We're, that's what we want to make sure we do. We want to try to get those launched before the new bows start, start releasing. So, right on. So, Tim and I, you know, we're starting to learn like, so, you know, as a kind of a media group inside the industry, we have always focused on media, right? Content creation, all this stuff. Well, you know, we decided this year to launch our own product and it's called the Archery Repair Kit. So we've been playing with this idea uh, and we created it. We started marketing it, you know, through the website and all that. And then it dawned on me, like, it's kind of like that because you guys kind of deal with all sides of it. You know, you're dealing with the sales side, the marketing side, the engineering side. 
Whereas we only see the marketing side 90% of the time, you know? So it's interesting to learn like about dealer networks and how that works in the pro shop. And this is something we've never experienced. So we, we've been like kind of trying to learn this ourselves here slowly. And it's, it's definitely a process. And I was yeah. talking to a couple of the newbies in the industry. You guys are well-established. So I was talking to a couple of newbies about it. Cause I said, Hey, you know, how'd you get into a pro shop or how'd you, and uh, they said it was literally like, you know, it's not like a one button thing, right? You don't push a button and a pro, you give a pro shop a sample and like, yeah, give me vapor trail. I want them all. Like yeah. he had to like go there, call him, talk. It was like a long process. So I can see why some of those shows like the ATA would be a good concept to draw people to you. So I kind of get that part too, you know, but you guys have a shop as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. We've got a pro shop. So also. you're doing all sides of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> we're, you're we're doing buying, it. you're doing selling, you're doing pitching. That's funny. You guys are literally doing the whole thing. Everything. Yeah. And we're doing it on a skeleton crew right now too. It's just, it's, it's oh, I'm sure. Nuts. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, but it, it's a, it's an industry that we love, you know, so that, that makes up for some of that. And um, I, yeah, I did see, you know, we talked about that um, repair kit that you had, were, did you, uh, we're so busy. I, I, I didn't get a chance to really look into it or discuss it with our CEO about, uh, trying to put something together as far as, you know, having like a QR code in there that would refer people to our website. For sure. Yeah. The, the trail thing. Yeah. So for strings and all that, that's going to be a thing we add in this next couple of years here, but yeah, yeah, getting something like that in there, uh, as well as even just on the website, like as an option, like, you know, vapor trail, you know, if you guys use vapor trail, this code, you know, you're welcome to get put extra strings and cables in or whatever. Yeah. Um, but there's always, this has been an interesting thing for us because, you know, we've never been on the selling side of anything. And Tim's been saying since we started, we got to make something. We need to make something because at the end of the day, you need to be able to sell something to make overall money. You can't rely on media. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, it works to an extent, right? But it's not going to make any large sums of money like selling a product. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's been interesting, man, like like acquiring pieces for it, you know, building them, looking at concepts that I never thought I would do. But I think, it, you know, like, for instance, uh an idea I was thinking about was like, a, you know, you could do even something like a, a trophy ridge edition, right? Where you have a trophy ridge site, a whisker biscuit, like you could do simplified branded specific kits that would maybe be a custom option, you know, um, or like Tim and I talked about a, a complete custom box where like you, you could buy a vapor trail rest. You could choose your rest as one of the cho choices. You know what I mean? Then it adds a certain amount of money. So like, there's a lot of options, but we figured the best way to do this is to start with like one to three kits that are just, you know, basics like, hey, you know, this is it. This is the main, you know, main thing. But all these other ideas of customization is still an idea, you know. But here's the we're, pro We're kit. in the proof of concept. Much bigger, much bigger on the pro kit. Yeah. So, but this one has one of those mini bow press in it. You know, it's got all that stuff that, you know, someone who is diehard in the field, you know, for weeks might want something like that. You know, somebody yeah. who... And the other thing is I was trying to tell people too, with these kits, there's, you know, cause we have a basic kit. That's just the basics, but you know, here's the thing. Okay. Let's be honest. Let's talk about this from a, a perspective of pro shops, right? This. So basically if you're in the field and you, let's say your D loop breaks, okay. It's something simple, but yet you might not be prepared with the right stuff to fix it. Right. It could be a D loop. You could, Maybe something came off your bow and you need a, an Allen wrench or something. So this whole kit kind of has all those basics. But like, mm -hmm. let's say like you you do break a D loop and you don't know what you're doing. You don't have our kit to scan the code to tell you like how to fix it yourself. Let's say you don't have that and you do have a local pro shop that's 10 miles away. So now you have to leave your hunt area, 
go to this pro shop, which during this time of year is mm -hmm. absolutely slammed. And yeah. so like to think you're going to walk in and get your thing fixed in five, 10 minutes, it ain't going to happen. So like I, we were just in a pro shop this past weekend and it was like, there was like six, seven people deep, you know, waiting in line. This guy's like trying to sell a bow. It's crazy. Right. It's like one guy working there. So, and this is a decent sized shop. So the whole concept in my mind was like, this is like a genius product because I no longer do I have to worry about it. You know, I don't have to worry. I can literally throw this in my bag, never use it again, or even think about it, honestly, until mm -hmm. stuff goes wrong and hits the fan. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's a great idea and um, definitely something that uh, we would like to work with you guys on. Uh, one thing I was, as you were talking to, I was looking at some of the kits and I don't know if you have it, but one thing that might be good to add to that and tell me if I'm wrong here, but it's, uh, uh, I think SSA makes, it. it's just a little mini serving tool. Um, it's got like just a, like a regular, like sewing machine bobbin on it. That's got serving on it, but it's oh, just a little, one those here. little <laughs> so tiny when, mini one. When I started this, we, I bought like tons of everything of little things like just give me five of every single archery thing there is just so i could like play around you know with these ideas yeah and i thought about that one and that's a great idea i actually that one could be included in a custom pro kit probably or even the pro kit later as an addition but yeah that's a great idea i didn't yeah. think about that but yeah you could actually just use that little sewing kit yeah yeah no that's great these are these are really cool i was yeah looking at them i i'd seen uh some of your guys's um posts about them but i have hadn't had a chance to look in detail at what you have yeah we are i guess the thing for us is that you know we haven't we're selling like onesie twosies to people like people are actually buying them direct through the website full price blah 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 but as far as pro shops, we haven't really gotten there yet because to be honest, we don't know how that's number one. Number two, the second thing I've been doing is kind of calling my friends in industry like yourselves. Hey, can you just do me a favor, carry four, see what happens. Right. I'm just, it's like a test thing, right? Like do yeah. people even ask you about it? Do they care? Do they look at it. These are things that Tim and I are like, all right, this is what we need to work on going forward is like just getting samples into shops just to see what people, how they react. Right. People might grab them every time, you know, you might be like, dude, I need 50 of these. I need a hundred. I need a thousand. Right. We don't know. That's the thing. We don't know if they're going to fly off the shelf or they're going to sit there for three years and have dust. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I happen to think if I'm a pro shop and I'm, and I sell you a bow, I'd be like, dude, think about getting an archery pair kit to take with you in case you can't get back here in time. Right. It's a simple right. sell. That's a, you know, 50 bucks. It's like, boom, throw that on your bow bill. You're at 1250. No biggie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's don't forget a vapor trail rest and still crash stabilizer. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the big thing too, is, you know, you, you got to have a place that, uh, you know, has a good salesperson that, you know, not to say that you're, um, that they're trying to mislead anybody in any way, but if, you know, people, most of the time when they come to our pro shop, they say, well, what do you shoot or what, what do you recommend? You know, and very rarely do I have somebody come in and say, oh, well, you know, what do you recommend? And then, and then go, oh, well, I don't know if I want that. You know what I mean? Unless of course, you know, I've, I've had situations where I've gone into pro shops before and, and they're immediately trying to push me towards their high buck items, you know? Right. And you know, if I start to allude to anything less, they're like, ah, you don't want that. Okay. Well now I'm done. But you know, if, as long as, I mean, this is a product that has a, a, a legit purpose, you know what I mean? It might yeah. not be something that you're always going to need, but it's, it's never a bad thing to have, you know? And again, it, you know, tying on D loops and doing things like that, they're not too difficult, you know, and, and maybe, I don't know if you have it, maybe a, like a little instruction manual in there or something basic to, you know, yep. show people, here's how you do this. Here's how yeah, you do Yeah. We that. actually put in this is actually, you're going to like this. This is cool. 
So on the back of our box, uh, you know, let me zoom in. Sorry, it's hard to see it, but let me just change my camera. So on the back, so this is the front of it. So it's pretty simple. Okay. It's got a hanger. This is the base yeah. amount, but on the back, there is abs there's actually a data code that people just scan and it takes you the how-to of everything. Oh, perfect. So nice. I recommend people scan it before they hit the field, just in case they lose service or something. But then it tells you what it comes with. I even got barcodes put on for the for the you know shops. I learn and stuff, you know, so you guys can scan it. That's kind of <laughs> cool. Today's episode is brought to you by Sig Sauer, keeping you safe in and out of the field, but also keeping you in the field longer with Sig's lamp of cross rifles, optics, ammo, and more. Learn all about it at SigSauer.com. Also brought to you by Tinks, Dead Down Wind, Burris, Vapor Trail, Stokerized, Arizona Archery Enterprises, Apex Rewards, and Easton. Last year, Reveal by Tacticam quickly became the most sought-after scouting camera in America, making cellular scouting available to any hunter. We ask our users how we can make this outstanding camera even better, and this is our answer. Introducing the all-new Reveal X. Even easier setup, better battery life, faster trigger speed, on-demand HD photos, extended detection range. This season, find out what all the buzz is about. Get a new Reveal X by Tacticam. <laughs> um, I was excited about that, stupid, but I got it all on one sticker, which was huge because at first I had ever these stickers were all separate and I had to stick them on the box. So actually, we ended up redoing every one of these because of that. But now people can pick up, turn around, tells you what's in there, you know, has the data code scan here, it tells you it doesn't come with a lighter because there's some legal things that we couldn't put a lighter in here. So we recommend you throw a lighter in right away, like take a th <laughs> throw it in there and keep it, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I think it's good though. I mean, there's a couple different versions, and it's one of those too that like the needs there, right? But it's hard for somebody to understand the need unless they've been through a situation where they needed it first. Right? Yeah. Right? So it's, some people <laughs> it's one of those where it's like you want it just in case. Hopefully, you never use it, but when you need it, you're gonna need it. Type of mm -hmm. deal. Yeah, when you when you guys do your your business, you should start sending free bottles of hot sauce too every time someone does an order. This is what Sticker Mule does. You buy your stickers from. I got like five of these. They just keep coming in, Tim. I got one. Here's this one's for you, Tim. Let's leave it right here. Oh, wow. Every time we buy stickers, they send me another hot sauce. Oh, wow. Too funny. That's funny. That's funny. That's um, a good. Yeah. So I love hot sauce. Um. Yeah. So, you know, I I. I I'm in this like thing, you know, Matthews, they launched a new bow. They launched a target bow. It looks really nice. Actually. I have to say, um, did you already know about this bow? I'm assuming because the rest stuff uh, or no, uh, no, I, okay. You know, surprisingly we don't, we're not usually in the up and up and, and some of that stuff. I just it's didn't like, know because the I way the rest connects, you know, I, I thought maybe there was conversations, but okay, no worries. So Our they launched new bow. It looks, it looks pretty cool. You know, uh, it's a target bow. So I don't know much about target, so I can't speak to that, but, um, I, I just don't, I feel like the, here, the issue is, I guess I'm having and this different topic, but I'm just using Matthew's example. Mm -hmm. When we got this like fanboy feeling, right? Like it's kind of weird that people will buy a Matthews. We'll use Matthew's example again. I, I'm picking on, but because they are the biggest, so they they'll buy a Matthews. And then I just find it interesting. I, I this is for both you guys, like just a conversation piece, but I just find it interesting that they badmouth other brands or they give people negative feelings if they shoot a bear or a Hoyt or something. I just find that like just distasteful in a weird way, you know, like why, why, you know, what's your guys thoughts on that? Like, I just find it very like, just, 
kind of a little bit appalling to be honest. It's just ridiculous. And you're talking about you're talking about like the customers, the fan, the fan Yes, yeah, consumers. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. It, this the industry is. It, you know, you've got the, like the Sitka Kuyu battle, you know, and first light, you know, there's, so, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure why that is. And I think it's even, it, it's somewhat inherent to just like, like for us, for example, you know, if we have a customer that comes into our shop and they have like a Hamski arrow rest on their boat, it's a great rest, but you know, the initial feeling is, is just like, oh man, you know, long time customer, why aren't you shooting our products? You know what I mean? So like you get this thing in your head where you're just, you know, but it is our livelihood too. So maybe that might have a little bit something to do with it, but ultimately in the end, I mean, we all really just need to, I don't know, as cliche as it sounds, get along, you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm not really too sure what that is. You know, there's a lot of good bows out there in the market and you know, I, I'm not going to bash somebody for their choice to shoot, you know, a Matthews or a Bowtech or whatever that may be. And, you know, I, I bounce around a little bit. I like to shoot a lot of different bows and test out a lot of different things. And so I, you know, I'm not really too sure what that is. I don't know if it's more like kind of the social media thing too, where now you're, you're not really face to face with somebody. So it's a lot easier for you to kind of trash talk somebody or what I'm not really too sure. Yeah. And I think David, to, to your point, I mean, I think the reason why it kind of gets to us a little bit is that you know we see a lot we see too much infighting in the hunting world to deal with what bow are you shooting you know what i mean there's there's enough fighting about crossbow versus vertical you know compound versus traditional versus gun hunters versus (laughs) non-hunters right there's just so many ways that we could be attacked and and to uh to do that over a, a particular brand is just like the lowest level of like come on guys we all need to be on the same page here and just we're all hunters. We're all outdoorsmen. Let's, let's uh, support each other, no matter what type of deal. Right. Yep. Exactly. I mean, what do we call the, the what do we call the hunters who don't support each other? Like the outsiders? <laughs> Cause there are a group of them, you know, they go around, they're just bad people to be honest. Yeah. It's their way or the highway. You know, if you don't shoot what I shoot, if you don't think the way that I think you're not, you're not thinking right, but we call them closed minded. Dave. Yeah. Outsiders closed minded. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. run into too many people like that because I usually <laughs> distance myself pretty quickly. No, uh, we right only on. run into it because we post videos publicly, right? So, like, right. there's comments is my point. A lot of the comments are on different things like, don't waste your time, get a Matthews or, you know, things like that. Or, you know, just that's not a bow, you know, to crossbow shooters. The, the crossbow one really blows my mind, to be honest, because it's still around. And I find it very interesting that people still talk so much smack about this topic in, in any post. So if I was to post any post of a crossbow on our, our TikTok, there'll be over a hundred comments, 50 would be positive, 50 would be negative, you know? And it's, it's, it's crazy. The infighting about something stupid, like a crossbow. It's like, just because it's a little different. I mean, it's, I just feel like people <laughs> miss the idea of your deer hunting, you're hunting, right? Like, and however you decide to do it, why does it matter? I just think it's so weird. Yeah, well, it's funny because we've been doing this for a long time now, right? And like, it, it used to be like, I, I used to feel like I had to defend it a lot more than I do nowadays. But um, yeah, you, it's funny to watch people and they have the same reaction, shooting at crossbows, cheating, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, crossbows have been around for a long time now. You know, it's not new technology anymore and it's not going anywhere. 
but then but then because it's been around for a long time i always kind of get a little giggle where you know you're talking to somebody that's been shooting compound for years and you know they they're they they are still hunters but you know now they got shoulder problems because they're getting older and they're like yeah i just switched to a crossbow like oh well look at that you know there's a purpose for them after all isn't there so i was kind of justifiable like yeah i I just switched to a crossbow that's because they have a medical reason then (laughs) (laughs) it's funny yeah i'm really kind of i'm I'm torn kind of in the middle of that of that topic as well because in i i I advocate for, you know, those who are maybe less fortunate and can't draw a bow back. I feel like it's most certainly a good tool to use. And, um, you know, there's very little recoil with them. They're very accurate, you know, all of those kinds of things. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're in a place where if you're trying to reduce deer numbers, it's, it's most certainly a a fantastic tool for trying to do that. If you've got an overpopulation of deer, uh, youth, you know, getting youth into the sport, that kind of stuff, uh, but in some cases too, you know, like in, in Minnesota, they just recently passed a law where now crossbows can be used by anybody throughout the entire archery season. And so, you know, the argument there is that the reason archery season is so long is because of the added difficulty. And so now with a crossbow, you can go out and anybody can use it. Previously, you had to either be, I think it was 60 or older. Uh, or have some sort of a doctor's note or a disability of some sort to use one. And so at first I was kind of, I was a little bent about it and really more, not so much because of the law or because of the ability of people to use crossbows during the regular archery season, but more so just the way that politics get involved and how these, these statutes and things kind of get buried into these huge packages you know, and they, and they put a big shiny red bow on it with a, with a hot button topic that people go, well, why wouldn't we, why wouldn't we pass that? And then, yeah. but then little things tucked in there that people aren't aware of, they, they have no idea what they're even voting for. So those kinds of things kind of frustrate me on the, um, on the retail side of things, when it comes to having a pro shop, uh, we rely heavily on accessory sales not to mention we are an accessory manufacturer. So when, when uh, the crossbow sales start to kind of overtake your vertical bow sales, now you, you lose out on a lot of those accessory sales because a guy can just come in buy a crossbow. It's got everything he needs. And, and that crossbow can be used by every person in their family. So they buy one crossbow, they're done. And so, and that's not to say that a family would come in and buy five vertical bows and all the accessories and all that kind of stuff too. So it's, it's hard to really say that we're missing out on sales, but then, you know, then the argument is, well, then you guys just need to sell more crossbows. And so, yes, there's, there's truth to that too. You know, we, we most certainly could do that. And um, you know, but again, like, like I said, I'm kind of torn between both because I see the, I see the need for it. I, I think it's uh, you know, they're, they're, they're fun to shoot all that kind of stuff. And, you know, but, from a, from a manufacturing standpoint and from a retail standpoint, um, it's hard to say just kind of how things are going to go. We'll just, we just have to see how it's yep. going to go, you know? So it makes sense. No, you make sense. I mean, there, there's actually, um, there's a, uh, I'll call them a dealer. They're, they're like a, uh, they're like an outdoor wholesaler, uh, company, but that's mm-hmm. all they sell. They don't sell verticals at all. They, all they sell are crossbows. That's, that's Northwoods, Dave, no. up North. 
all they sell are crossbows because they're they're well, like you said it, it's you don't need to it, it, it goes so far too as like you don't need the setup of it either right so you yeah. buy a vertical bow you got set up with it you got accessories you got to add on it when you buy a crossbow you basically take it out of the box put it together and it's ready to go yeah right so there's I'm no not, setup but i'm not sold on the idea that i go to a pro shop to buy a vertical bow i wouldn't go i if i was if i wanted to get a crossbow i go get a crossbow Otherwise, I'm not buying a vertical bow. I'm not interested in it. What if I'm a gun hunter and I, I want to I want to get into archery just so I can hunt more? <laughs> so I buy a crossbow. But to be honest, it, the crossbow portion of it doesn't really affect the hunt because I still don't shoot deer I don't want to shoot, and I still don't see any deer. So it really doesn't change anything. <laughs> I, I don't even when I even when I take my crossbow, it literally changes zero. So if I hunt with a crossbow or a bow, I still don't see a damn deer, or yeah. I see a doe. It's like. <laughs> 45 yards 60 yards i'm like yeah i don't think i shoot that either way mm -hmm. so and i wouldn't say i'm more accurate with a crossbow to be honest because any little movement it takes off it's like a gun any little movement to that site it's gonna tweak and go somewhere off yeah. so and i'm not advocating for either way i'm just saying like i don't really think it's that big of an effect that people are thinking it is i think the only thing it affects is gun hunters bought crossbows and made everybody a lot of money in the industry and there's more people hunting so i will say that but is that a bad thing I, I thought I don't right. That, well, that's what I was gonna say. Is, that's a big thing. Yeah, I what think if the, like... the other aspect of it is that you know, at, at least in Michigan, and I think it's really across the country, we've seen a decline in hunters. Right, the number of hunters, generation over generation, year after year, mm. and you know, the states rely on the money that they get from it. Yeah, that's part of it. You know, but that's we need more hunters. Period. You know, mm -hmm. so I, yeah, I, I you know, but also there, there's good and bad with everything. But that doesn't mean that the crossbow hunter doesn't want to then eventually go try a vertical bow. So it could right. be the flip of that. It could be the flip. If they buy a crossbow to start, maybe they'll say, you know, I want more of a challenge. I'm going to get a vertical bow. Then the vertical bow guy says, I need more of a challenge. I'm going to get a traditional bow. Yeah, you <laughs> see that actually happen. right now. There's a huge But that is happening right now, actually, now yeah. I think about it. Yeah. We've, been, we've been tinkering with that stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah anyway, it, a lot of ways to think about it. A lot of psychology in this stuff. For sure. For sure. You know, and, and like I said, at first I was, I was really diving deep into it and, and a little heated about it and kind of trying to do more, some more research and just figure things out. And, you know, and you never know which information you can trust and which information you can't, unless you really dive into and do a lot of it on your own. But, you know, there were some statistics uh, that I had seen from, from the state of Wisconsin when they had um, changed over to um, crossbows being uh, legal during the entire archery season and, you know, it doesn't seem like one of the things that I think people in Minnesota are scared of is there's all of a sudden just going to be all these crazy people running around the woods with crossbows, irresponsible. We know you're scared about this. All in this Minnesota, time. there's crazy people <laughs> running around without crossbows. Yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> so, and, and again, I don't know. I don't know if that's really going to be the case, but when you, when, when you talk about if it's going to increase, uh, you know, the number of hunters from what I saw or from some of the statistics that this guy had written about was really the, the number of license sales didn't really change. It just shifted from one uh, method to another, essentially. Uh, so there wasn't any particular increase in hunter participation. It just changed what weapon they were. Using. You know, I hate to say this and I, you know, and, and to, to kind of move a little bit away from crossbow, but into just getting hunters involved. And I hate to yeah. say this, people are gonna be mad. I said this, but the truth is, is that it is critically important that companies like Amazon are selling those first edition archery bows. And I know it sounds bad, but what I'm suggesting is these people aren't people that are coming into pro shops. They're not 
and they're getting into it. And I had one just the other day on TikTok. I was literally live, and the guy says, "Hey, I bought a San Lita uh, X8 or whatever it's called because I just upgraded to a bear." Blah blah blah. And I thought that's exactly what can happen from this scenario. Sure, it sucks. You got this Chinese supplier come in selling tons of bows on Amazon, but you can't stop it. Number one, number two, is there any benefit to the, to the brands here? And I say the answer is yes, because the, the odds are they weren't going to buy more than $200 for this bow. But when they get it and they realize how crappy it is, they're like, okay, well, I need to upgrade. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. All right. So so we need to put a little sound bite in here so we can uh, figure out where this point is at in the video and then delete everything that you just said. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> truth's the truth, man. I don't make this crap up. Uh, I would never censor you, Dave. But no, there, there's a point to what you're saying. It's the progression within the hunter itself. I, that's what know? I'm trying to say. You Are maybe... they going to go out and buy a $1,400 crossbow as their very first bow if they've never hunted before? Absolutely not. So it's, where's that starting point, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the hope is, is that, like you said, they, they eventually, you know, convert and buy stateside and mainly for the reason that, you know, then, then, then they're putting money into the Pittman Robertson act. Cause anytime you're buying product from out of the country, they're there, that uh, federal excise tax isn't being paid out by the manufacturers to support conservation in our country. And it's one of the reasons why we have one of the best conservation models in the world. And so again, like you said, hopefully they eventually get into that. That's one like broadheads is a huge one. There's a ton of broadheads that are getting copied. Uh, That's different. Yeah. A copycat's a copycat. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Part. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, you know, people are buying that. Oh, well, it's like 10 bucks cheaper on Amazon, but it's really not manufactured in the States. And then that money is not that that money that you're saving is money that's not going into conservation. And if we don't conserve, right. if we don't have that money in getting influxed into our uh, uh, into this industry, then we don't have anywhere to go or anywhere to hunt. You know, I mean, well, yeah, there's private paper trails not paying for it. I thought you guys were going to fund the bill. We do. We pay 11% excise tax on everything. So. Here's all of our profits. <laughs> yeah. But no uh, yeah. Anyway. Northman, North, North of Richmond. I tell you. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're North of Richmond. What are you talking about? We're not rich though. <laughs> um, I love it, man. Yeah, man. So I was going to say, uh, before we get out of here, um, you know, the vapor trail rust is awesome. I just want to throw that out there. We didn't get into detail on it in this call, but I did want to say that, you know, it is one of the quietest rests I've ever shot. And I actually thoroughly enjoy shooting it on that um, Bowtech one. Uh, it's just so quiet when it comes back. You don't really hear anything. And I've actually demonstrated it in a couple of live shows on TikTok where I show people that. Um, and it's, it's pretty incredible. Honestly, I just, I wish more people would just go look at it, consider it and try it out because I think you guys really, really like it. If you gave it a shot, um and yeah. help these guys get the number one uh rust you know maker i, I mean i i know you guys can do it because the, the product's good you know mm -hmm. so no doubt yeah and and if if i if i do got a second i do want to say one thing about that new design that we have i actually have the bowl right here um with this new one and this is this is for this is for the matthews guys um so we originally designed the rest for the matthews but one of the issues that we ran into is with the new quiver they came out with we had a, our micro adjust knob stuck out too far. And then our bottom limb adapter for the activation cord stuck out too far. So if you had a two piece quiver, you wouldn't be able to, cause you have to, tw you have to twist the quiver like this to pull it off. 
Well, you weren't able to because one of your arrows would hit that knob. So now we flip the knob to the other side and then we've shaved off um, a portion of this um, and we've thinned it up about a quarter of an inch. So it's a little more streamlined now and now um, all the Matthews guys can now use the, the new low pro quiver with that rest. And so that was the big thing that we did there with that one. So just wanted to make sure we got that out there so that people would know yeah, we're going to cool. start putting out more promotional materials on that once, uh, once things free up a little bit for us. So anything you're looking forward to um, from other brands coming up, like Matthews or any, any ideas of what might launch or what they might do or not just that. Um, any of them. You know, I'm not really too sure. Uh, I know, uh, you know, prime's got a, a new bow that's coming out. That's going to have a new feature on it. That uh, that's going to be great for us and for a lot of people. And, uh, that's a, you know, what's the, uh, ultra has got a cool new, a new site. That's really cool. That just came out now. Um, we've got to play around with it just a little bit, not a ton, but that's something that people might want to look into. It's, it's kind of a high buck item, but, uh, that's, that's a good one. And then, uh, I guess one thing I should talk about too, that we talked about in the last time I, I spoke with you guys was our quick, uh, Stokerize Quick Disconnect, which still is not available. Um, we've been uh, doing a lot of R&D on it, and we have kind of run into some issues, and so we're trying to make sure that we uh, iron those all out before we launch it, but we're hoping to have it out here in the next couple of months. So, Very cool. Yeah. Right, very cool, man. Ricky, it's always good seeing you. We'll, we'll have you on again, I'm sure, soon. Yeah, for sure. Good to talk to you guys. Thanks a lot for having me on again. I appreciate all it. All right, man. Good luck this fall if we don't see you before that. Yeah. 